0: I'm Jonathan Capehart, and welcome to Capehart. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has led to significant global sanctions against Russia, its leaders, and oligarchs. Smack in the middle of the United States' effort is Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen.
1: We have isolated Russia financially. The ruble has been in a free fall. The Russian stock market is closed. Uh, Russia has been effectively shut out of the international financial system.
0: In this conversation, first recorded on March 10th for Washington Post Live, Secretary Yellen talks more about how the sanctions work. We also discuss record high inflation and gas prices hitting American consumers. And she tells me when we'll be able to pay for things with a Harriet Tubman $20 bill. Secretary Yellen, thank you for coming to Washington Post Live.
1: Thanks so much for inviting me, Jonathan. Nice to be with you. So let's start with some a
0: little bit of breaking news. A few hours ago, the British announced sanctions against uh, Roman Abramovich, the Russian oligarch who also owns the Chelsea football team, which um, he was trying to sell but can't now because of the sanctions. Um, will the United States follow suit?
1: Well, we have a list of individuals, Russians, Uh, on whom we have imposed sanctions and um, a further group of individuals that we're considering. So um, the names continue to be added to the sanction list. And I don't want to talk about any specific individual, but certainly this is one of the ways uh, in which we're trying to punish Russia for what they've done and Um, make it clear to the oligarchs who are, um, have been supporting President Putin and, um, you know, providing support for him to conduct this war, that this is something that is an atrocity and um, that we with our allies will take actions to raise the cost to them. And hopefully they will express their views to of President Putin as a consequence.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Madam Secretary, when uh, your deputy, Deputy Secretary uh, Wally Adeyemo was here last week, another round of sanctions were announced while we were discussing, while we were talking uh, against Russian officials, oligarchs, family members, and associates. Would you like to announce any more right now, or at least? You just mentioned that there are a list of people and organizations are considering. Might we see a new announcement today or this week?
1: Well, we continue to work very closely with our allies to consider sanctions. Certainly at this point, we're not seeing Russia back off the horrific war that they've started, um, an unprovoked invasion of Ukrainian homeland. And uh, in fact, the atrocities that they're committing uh, against civilians seem to be intensifying. So it's certainly appropriate for us to be working with our allies to consider further sanctions. But uh, it's important to understand that we have already had a very devastating impact on Russia. We have isolated Russia financially. The ruble has been in a free fall. The Russian stock market is closed. Uh, Russia has been effectively shut out of the international financial system. And the war chest that Russia amassed over six hundred billion dollars in central bank reserves that I think it hoped to use to cushion any blow to the Russian economy. The actions that we have already taken against Russia's banks and uh, particularly against the central bank of Russia, with many of our allies participating in that, has made those um, reserves all but unusable. So the Russian economy Will be devastated as a consequence of what we've already done. But we do consider, um, continue to consider further steps we can take.
0: So, Madam Secretary, given the litany of things you just mentioned about the Russian economy, is it safe to say that the Russian economy is in free fall?
1: It's certainly experiencing a very severe contraction. And um i don't I don't want to make a forecast for what will happen to the russia Russian economy over the coming year, but it is certain to certain to contract meaningfully. And you know, over the medium and longer term, um we've put in place export controls that will deprive Russia of the advanced technologies, the semiconductors, and other things that they need. Um, to continue to advance economically and to fortify their defenses. And so um, our longer term impact will also be negative degrading Russia's ability to project power and uh, continue to threaten its neighbors.
0: Madam Secretary, is there any concern that the severe contraction of the, the Russian economy that you're talking about will have an impact on um, our European allies, or even on the United States itself economically?
1: There's certain to be an effect on the United States and also on Europe. But let me say we've worked very closely with our allies, first of all, to be aligned about the sanctions, because that means that they have a much greater effect and we have been united in what we've done. And we've designed the sanctions so that they will have the maximum negative effect on Russia while to the extent possible, uh, shielding the United States and Europe from negative consequences. But will there be some negative consequences? Of course. And I think that's unavoidable. And uh, look, you know, The Russian economy is the 11th largest. Um, Russia is a major exporter of oil and natural gas to Europe. Um, That dependency means that Europe is vulnerable to, particularly vulnerable to, higher energy prices. Um, Russia supplies enough oil to global markets that a reduction in Russian exports, uh, it's already pushed up global oil prices. And we're seeing that uh, ourselves in prices at the pump, um, national average uh, gas prices have risen in the United States um, significantly already um, as as a consequence of um, what's happening with Russia. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we will do the most we can to shield, we will do the most we can to take steps to shield Americans and um, our allies from negative impacts. Mm -hmm. But um, this is an atrocity and it's um, recognized by Americans and by people all around the world as, um, a step that we um can't cannot so cannot let russia um, do this without expressing um our our extreme uh, sanction sanctions um mm-hmm. for this behavior and to discourage anything in the future
0: madam secretary the the president announced oil and gas sanctions against russia the light what's the likelihood that um our European allies will follow suit, considering they are much more dependent on Russian oil and gas.
1: Well, as the president said, when he announced our sanctions, we recognize that not all countries are in the same position in terms of their ability to cut off shipments uh, of oil and gas from Russia. Um, We're relatively independent, um, we have very little dependence on uh, Russian oil, and overall, we um, are a net exporter of oil. and um, we're able to do this because of our very strong position. I wouldn't expect most of our European allies to be able to uh, do the same thing.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Plus Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/podcast. That's m o n a r c h money.com/podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com/podcast
0: let me ask you about about China have you been in contact with your your counterpart counterpart in China i'm wondering if president xi is taking steps to lessen the economic isolation of his ally president putin
1: um well you know i th- i think that china does buy um russian oil but um i think that our sanctions are um, limiting Russia's ability to sell to China and other countries as well. Um, Our financial sanctions, even though China is not part of it, um, my my sense is that financial institutions in China that do business in dollars and in euros and are worried about the impact of sanctions, uh, don't want to violate sanctions, um, are very concerned and risk averse about doing business with Russia as well. So um, I, I, I don't think that China what China's doing is meaningfully offsetting or lessening the pressure from the sanctions that we've put in place.
0: Uh, let's turn our attention here. Um, stateside, big news this morning. Um, inflation data released uh, in February 7.9%. The highest it's been in in forty years. Um, you know, Republicans for months have been saying that the rise in inflation, this record rise in inflation, is a result of too much stimulus. That the the American Rescue Plan uh, is, is part of that, added too much stimulus to the economy. What do you make of that argument? Were they right? Well, I
1: think the American Rescue Plan in This week, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary of it, did a great deal to strengthen the American economy. Uh, Just look at the job market. We have one of the strongest job markets uh, that we have seen in this country in a very long time. Um, Americans are easily able to get jobs and feel confident in um, their ability to move, we're seeing the quit rate reach all all time highs as Americans feel confident about their ability to get better jobs, uh, to move across jobs, uh, to improve their pay and working conditions. Um, It's remarkable that the unemployment rate has fallen uh, more this year than in any uh, year in American history um when you consider that we had a double digit unemployment after the pandemic struck um and in a very short time we're back to normal levels of unemployment low levels of unemployment uh, it took almost a decade to achieve that um after the financial crisis in 2008 and um You know, we we really protected most Americans from severe financial crisis consequences of the pandemic so that uh, they're by and large in good financial shape, um, poised to spend enough to continue propelling solid growth in the U.S. economy. And we're seeing that in the labor market. Um, The pandemic played a big role in inflation. Um the drop in unemployment, the strengthening in the labor market without the pandemic, it might have had mild put mild upward pressure on inflation, but much of the inflation pressure we're seeing, which is of tremendous concern, it hits Americans hard, it makes them um worry about. Uh, basic pocketbook issues, it it is a great concern to us, but I think a lot of it, and we're seeing this all around the world, it really stems from um, shifts that were due to the uh, pandemic. We saw a huge shift away from services toward goods uh, in the United States and much of the global economy, and uh, we quickly encountered bottlenecks. Um, supply constraints that have made it difficult, even though goods production is increased in the United States and globally, um, moving those goods, um, transportation costs. um, We have a shortage of semiconductors that's um, curtailed auto production in the United States, uh, higher, higher car prices, new and used, Cars account for um, a third of inflation. Um, I think it's supply chain issues uh, caused by the pandemic and the shift in spending uh, that's mm-hmm. really uh, boosting inflation here and around the world.
0: So, so Madam Secretary, uh, we, we're running out of time. and I'm going to squeeze in two more questions. Um, with inflation outpacing wages, the majority of Americans are making less now than they were a year ago. What is your message to the American people who don't think the government is doing enough to help them?
1: Well, we've done, I think a lot to shore up the finances of Americans. And um, I would say that at the lower end of the wage spectrum, wage increases have outstripped price increases. Um, when you think about all the aid that came out of the American Rescue Plan for American Families, unemployment insurance, economic impact payments, if you take that into account, Americans have been doing pretty well. But uh, I don't want to say that inflation is not a problem. Inflation is a problem. Um, longer term, many of the uh, proposals that President Biden has put forward, uh discussed in the State of the Union would meaningfully address costs that uh, really burden American households. The cost of child care, the cost of elder care, um, the cost of health care, bring down prescription drug prices. And, you know, inflation is first and foremost, the job of the Federal Reserve. Um, we have to look to the Federal Reserve to Um, take steps to bring down inflation. And um, I have confidence the Fed Mm -hmm. will uh, take the actions that are needed.
0: Madam Secretary, last question. Today is Harriet Tubman Day. She died today in 1913. Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill, when will we actually see it? When will I be able to pay bills in Tubman's?
1: 2030. Um, I know it's a long way off. Um, that's, that adheres to the original schedule that was announced um, in 2014 by Secretary Lew, uh and President Obama. Uh, we lost four years during the Trump administration in um, pushing it forward, but we have um, made efforts to catch up and we remain on that schedule. Um, you know, there's a huge amount of technology that goes into designing currency to make sure that we have the most modern, sophisticated, anti-counterfeiting uh, features embodied in our, our, our currency. And producing it is producing currency is a technologically sophisticated matter. But I'm looking forward to seeing Harriet on the 20 um, in 2030.
0: Janet Yellen, 78th Secretary of the United States Treasury. We are out of time. Thank you very much for coming to Washington Post Live.
1: Thanks for having me, Jonathan.
0: Thanks for listening to Cape Heart. It's produced by Julie Deppenbrock. We'll have new episodes for you every Tuesday I'm Jonathan Capehart. You can find me on Twitter at @CapehartJ.